0: Midtown Detroit Studios of WDET. this is Detroit today.
1: Did you get your taxes filed this month? Did you fret over the process Did you have to write big checks to the government or were you overwhelmed by both and find yourself in a little hot water? We're gonna to talk today about why tax season is hell and how we might make things easier and fairer and we're gonna want to hear from you about your tax nightmare stories that's all next on Detroit Today but first the news from NPM. Welcome to Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, I'm really glad that you've decided to join us. Every year, we all go through the same process. It's March or it's April. The sun is starting to shine a little more. And all you want to do is think about working in the garden or playing with your kids outside. But instead, you're at home, inside, working on the complicated, never-ending line items on your tax forms. This is something that, as I said, we do every year. And it's something that is not done in a lot of other countries. In other places around the world, the government does the taxes of its citizens for those citizens. You pay what you pay, and don't worry about it. In some other places, the Tax Services Division of the federal government is really well-funded. And in some places, they even venerate their tax auditors. But here in America, we have this really overcomplicated system that doesn't appear to be getting any less complicated and doesn't appear to be getting more fair. Think of the imbalances that we hear about all the time in terms of who pays what, in terms of their taxes, individuals versus corporations, poor people and middle-class people versus the wealthy. The tax system is really a tension point in our country. It doesn't have to be this way though. So the question is, why do we keep doing this to ourselves? Why is this the tax system we've not only created but tolerate and sustain, and in some cases, defend against really great ideas that would make it very different? How come we haven't voted to change all of this in a meaningful way? That's where we want to begin the conversation today. Talking about our taxes, how we pay them, why we pay them, the system that allows us to pay them and demands that we pay them, and whether we could craft something that made more sense, maybe got the government more money to do the things we need it to do, and made us all feel less cheated, either by other taxpayers or by the government itself. To talk about this, we've got an author, documentary filmmaker, and lecturer who has given this all an awful lot of thought. T.R. Reed is uh, that author and documentary filmmaker and lecturer, and one of his most recent publications is the book A Fine Mess, a global quest for a fairer, simpler, and more efficient tax code. T.R., welcome to Detroit Today. Hi, Stephen.
0: Great to be back on WDT. I think I was on... Your station, maybe fifty years ago, when I was oh a student goodness. at Dearborn High School. So it's <laughs> great to be
1: back. What, what were you talking about then?
0: <laughs> uh, I think I was talking about whether Governor Soapy Williams was going to run for a new term. So that's pretty. I am pretty old. That's kind of ancient. I think
1: <laughs> that is a great that is a great story and a great memory. Yeah. Um, so I want to start this conversation here. Uh, why do we? have the tax system we have? Why do we think it's as unfair as it is? And why haven't we, or why can't we, come up with something better?
0: Yeah, it is unfair. It's ridiculously complicated. Uh, when, I, uh, when I was writing my book, I would talk to a woman at the IRS and say, gee, I wonder if you could help me. I want to find an IRS instruction it's so complicated, it's funny. Do you have any like that? <laughs> this woman said, we have so many. How many do you need? And uh, she gave me a whole bunch. Here, I'll give you an example of one of the ones she gave me. Here's a standard IRS instruction. Quote, if you are a single member LLC that is disregarded as an entity separate from its owner, see limited liability company on this page. Enter the owner's SSN or EIN if the owner has one. Do not enter the disregarded entries EIN. If the LLC is classified as a corporation or partnership, enter the entity's EIN. Yeah, just simple stuff like that. That's what we have to deal with. <laughs> right? Uh, it didn't used to be that way. So the federal income tax started in 1913. Uh, at that time, it was a Rockefeller tax. Only about 4% of Americans had to pay it, the Vanderbilts, the Astors, the Rockefellers. Uh, it was for rich people only, and only the, the highest rate was 7% when it started. And then gradually, over the ensuing 108 years, uh, people started, different lobbyists started coming into Congress and saying, well, oh, why don't you give a tax break for my industry? Why don't you give a tax break for my industry? And it just got insanely complicated. So now you have to decide whether you're an EIN or an LLC or a SSN or a disregarded entity, blah, 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 like that. Uh, it didn't used to be that way. And then once, Stephen, once these tax breaks get in to the tax code, they're immortal. Some, some company or some industry is benefiting from them. Nobody else even knows about them. And therefore, the lobbyists fight to keep them in there by contributing to Congress. Um, Every year, our Congress adds another dozen or two dozen tax breaks to the tax code that hardly anybody knows about except the one industry that benefits. Hmm.
1: So, I want to take just a little bit of a detour in the conversation here and talk about something that is on everybody's mind today because of the news yesterday that Elon Musk, who is by by almost any measure the wealthiest person in the world has decided to buy Twitter which is this you know wonderful very popular conversation uh, uh, platform that most of us i think participate in in some way i have seen a lot of social media pointing out that uh, Elon Musk is coming up with forty-four billion dollars in some way. Now that's not cash out of his pocket, not all of it. He's financing a yeah. good a good bit of it, but it is a lot of cash that he's going to pay to buy Twitter. And that in the year I think the tax year twenty eighteen, he paid zero dollars in federal taxes. I, I said in the open that you know the tax system is this tension point in our nation right now because of the differences that we feel uh, exist in that system. I think there's no more garish a difference than what people are pointing out here, which is that this uber wealthy person is going to spend more money than any of us could ever conceive to buy this platform didn't pay a dollar in federal taxes um, just a few years ago. Um, I, I want to have you talk about why now, I guess, uh, is is kind of the point where uh, where this is at an apex, where the frustration with this kind of thing is at an apex and where I think there are much more serious questions about the tax system and how it works because you have these kinds of examples that that, that come up?
0: Yeah, well, you know, he he and his friends at the Yacht Club, they sit around and laugh at people who pay taxes because they've designed their wealth and their income to meet certain aspects of the tax code so that they don't pay tax. And um, if they do get taxed, then they can send lobbyists to Congress and make contributions and get that kind of income exempted. This happens, as I say, all the time and most of us don't even see it it's hard to notice it's kind of hidden in the obscure legislative language of the tax code um one way other you know when i wrote my book a fine mess i went around the world to see how other countries collect taxes to see if they're doing it better or more fairly than we do and uh one of the ways other countries do this is they tax wealth even if you don't have reportable income if you're worth, for example, in France, if you're worth 100 million euros, you have to pay 2% of it in tax, whether you had any income or not. Um, and, you know, people complain about that. But, you know, if a guy with 100 million dollars pays 2% in tax, he still has 98 million dollars left. Uh, you know, gas is high, but you can drive your Rolls Royce pretty <laughs> far with 98 million dollars in the bank. So, uh It's been designed this way, and some people in the United States in both parties have suggested that we, too, have some level of wealth tax uh, so that people like Elon Musk actually help pay for the Army and for highways and for schools and hospitals. But this has never passed in the U.S.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm talking with T.R. Reed. He's an author, lecturer, and documentary filmmaker who's also the author of a book called A Fine Mess A Global Quest for a Fairer, Simpler, and More Efficient Tax Code. That's what we're talking about right now. Taxes, the filing of taxes, the rules that compel us to file our taxes and to pay our taxes. Uh, in this country, and whether we ought to be thinking harder or working harder at coming up with something different. Uh, That's a thing that I think is on a lot of our minds right now, not only because we just filed taxes uh, about a week and a half ago, but also because we have these incredibly garish examples that pop up in our society pretty frequently of the uber-rich in our country, and the fact that many of them don't really pay taxes. They certainly don't pay income tax. There are lots of ways that they can hide the money that they have from the tax system so that they pay less than you do. We want to hear from you during this conversation especially. Uh, Call and tell us if you find tax season unbearably aggravating or complicated, Uh, Tell us what the last few weeks or the last month have looked like for you trying to get your taxes filed. Uh, Do you wish we had a simpler system? Do you think we could come up with a system that would make this less onerous on us as individuals every year? Uh, Also, give us a sense of what you think of the way we tax people in this country. Should there be uh, taxes on wealth, for instance, instead of income, so that even if you don't quote-unquote, make a lot of money in a year, but you have a lot of money, you'd be paying your fair share of taxes just like everybody else. Uh, What do you think holds us back from uh, having these kinds of ideas even debated in Congress uh, or signed by a president. As always, the number here on the phones is 313-577-1019. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put comments there, or you can go to Twitter and uh, put comments uh, there under the Detroit Today hashtag, and uh, uh, we'll work you into the conversation. Uh, Again, we also just really want to hear your tax stories. Uh, Tell us... Tell us what this time of year is like for you. Is it something that brings you a lot of anxiety? I know a lot of people who get really worried about taxes uh, each year. Um, again, 313 1019 is the number. Uh, Big Neo on Twitter says taxes are certainly complicated. It's made that way on purpose in an effort to keep folks confused, all the while making loopholes for the wealthy To avoid taxes altogether, your best bet is to hire a professional. That's what I did this year, and I received a large refund. Uh, Before we get to more of our listeners' comments, T.R., I want to I want to stop there, where Big Neo is making this point. This idea of hiring a professional who figures out ways to get you more of a refund or less of a payout to the government is something that that more and more people take part in, And, and. at the same time, you know, someone like Big Neo is saying, look, the, the system's unfair and you've got these people at the top not paying uh, not paying their fair share. I, I want to talk about the impulse that more and more Americans have to essentially try to be like the wealthy, to figure ways around the rules or the regulations so that we don't pay. Either Now, I I mean, and I got to say up front, you know, I'm not only an individual taxpayer, I I also own uh, a very small business where I have an accountant who who has to prepare the taxes every year. Uh, And I have to confront this question all the time about how aggressive to be in trying to either uh, deal with income in a different way or think about things in a different way to, to lower the tax incidence. And every time I do it, I feel like I'm, I'm helping out the system. I'm helping out the system of unfairness. I'm, I'm doing the same thing that the people I criticize for not paying taxes uh, are doing. I, I, I feel like there's a complicity that, that many of us have now found ourselves as part of uh, trying to not pay uh, as much as we do in taxes.
0: Yeah, I don't think you should feel bad about that. Uh, There was a great federal judge, with probably the best name of any federal judge in history, his name was Learned Hand. Yes. Um, (laughs) This is in my book. And Learned Hand famously said, no man is obliged to pay one penny more than the minimum the law will allow in taxes, and that's true. If the law is there to let you avoid paying some tax, take advantage of it, that's fine. doesn't mean we, we still should try to simplify and get rid of a lot of these tax exemptions and expenditures. But as long as they're there, I, I don't see any problem with uh, taking advantage of them. I, I think you should do that. The problem is it's time consuming and expensive. The IRS estimates that the average American family spends about $260 a year just to figure out how much they owe the government more than 30 hours just gathering documents and filling out forms. Um, And it doesn't have to be that way because for about 80% of us, the IRS knows all the numbers. They know how much we earned. They know how much of our pay was withheld. They know how much of a mortgage payment we made, et cetera, et cetera. The IRS could fill out the form for everybody. And this happens in many countries, in Britain, Netherlands, in Japan, Uh, they send you the form all filled out. All you have to do is check it. If you don't like it, you can fill out your own form. You have the right to do that, but hardly anybody does because the tax agency gets it right. Mm -hmm. When I was working in Japan on this book, I said to my friend Togo, uh, I I, I said, I want to see you file your tax return. And he said, file my tax return. I just check a box on this postcard they send me. It's okay. That's it. It takes 30 seconds. And I said, gee, Togo, in in America, people spend hours and days gathering documents and filling out forms. And he says to me, well, why would anybody want to do that? Yeah, (laughs) good point.
2: Um,
0: We could do this, too. The IRS could fill out the form, as I say, for about 80 percent of the people. And if you think they're right, fine, check it. It would make save lots of time and money. It would make far fewer errors. It would make both the taxpayer and the tax collector's job easier. And guess what, Stephen? This is proposed in Congress every year. Somebody puts in a proposal that we let the IRS fill out your tax return for you. And H&R Block and uh, Intuit, the maker of uh, (laughs) the tax software, (laughs) they lobby against it successfully. So this has never been allowed in the U.S., but in other countries, I was in the Netherlands with a friend of mine, Stephen Schweers, in Amsterdam on March 31st. April 1st is their tax day, and I said, hey, Stephen, have you done your taxes yet? And he says, well, you know, it's only 8 o'clock. Uh, I'll get it done. It takes him 15 minutes hmm. to file his federal and state uh, income tax because it's all done for him by the tax agency. So he goes online. He sees the form that they filled out. If it looks right, he says, OK, and he's done. And then he says to me, he's, he's, a, he's kind of a Republican. He doesn't trust government. You know, so he says, I don't know. I don't know about those numbers. He says, sometimes I go through and check some of the numbers they put in there. He says, you know, he's now he's getting all ticked off. He says, you know, you start checking the numbers. It can take almost half an hour just to file your taxes, he said. <laughs> That's so uh, we could have this, too, but we don't. Yeah, but we don't. Yeah.
1: Okay, coming up, we're going to continue this conversation with T.R. Reed about taxes and tax filing and tax fairness. And we're going to get to more of your comments and questions. Chris in Detroit, Kathy in Ann Arbor, Bernadette and Old Redford, we'll hear from you next. We also have some more social media comments to mix into the conversation. If you want to join us, 313-577-1019 is the number here. That's 313 313- 577 577-1019 call and tell us about your experience filing taxes here in the United States. We'll be right back with more Detroit Today. This is Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. Our guest today is T.R. Reid, an author, lecturer, and documentary filmmaker who is the author of the book, A Fine Mess, a global quest for a fairer, simpler, and more efficient tax code. We're talking about tax season, which just ended for most of us uh, as we filed our taxes in the middle of April. Uh, And the complicated and confusing and anxiety-inducing nature of taxes in this country, so many things that could be easier, so many things that could be different or fairer, why don't they happen? Why do we have the system we have? Why can't we get to something better? We want to hear from you during the conversation as well. Call and tell us what tax season was like for you. Over this last couple of weeks, what is it like for you each year? Uh, Are you somebody who wants to see a different system of taxes in this country? And you wonder why we haven't been able to create that system. As always, the number here on the phones is 313-577-1019. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page, put comments there, or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit today, And we'll work you into the conversation. Uh, Let's get to the phones here and start with Chris in Detroit. Chris, what's on your mind? Oh,
0: hello. Thank you for having me on the show. Sure. I just wanted to bring up the the, uh, possible position that we're picking on these guys that have all this money, and we're not really looking at the aggregate of what they do for this country in whole. They pay millions of dollars of taxes on behalf of thousands of employees that they employ. Their corporations ultimately end up paying taxes as well. And it'd be interesting to see what those numbers total and then see what the effect of that person's wealth is actually having on the company around the United States as opposed to just picking on them for being smart and having good tax attorneys. And I can uh, listen to your comments off air if you choose.
1: Hmm. Yeah, Chris, appreciate the call and the questions. Uh, TR, what, what are the answers to this?
0: Yeah, he's right. I was going to say when you were talking about Elon Musk, he, he's created three terrific companies with uh, that employ a lot of people and add a lot of benefit to our society. I agree with that. Um, on the other hand, it seems to me only fair that we ask him to help pay for the highways where his cars, the cars he sells drives, to help pay for sending tanks to Ukraine, to help pay for uh, keeping... A, a Sick veterans alive, uh, he can help. And the fact that that people like that can hire lawyer lawyers and design a tax code that exempts them, I think, is not fair. And it undermines the willingness of the rest of us to pay. Uh, if everybody doesn't, everybody, including the richest people, should pay. And there's no question. I think Chris is absolutely right that. People who create industries, create new products, and hire people are adding a lot to the country. But I don't think that exempts them from chipping in to help pay for the basic elements of government that the rest of us all have to pay for.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's not an either-or, and I think it gets framed that way sometimes uh, as though somehow you get some sort of tax absolution if you're a great job creator uh, or if you're paying taxes in in some other way than than off of your income, and I, I just don't think it can work that way. I mean, it, it doesn't make a lot of sense, but it also um, it also uh, again advantages wealth over uh, middle class existence or poverty, and I just don't know why uh, why the system should be set up to do to do it that way. I mean, that is a a sort of homage to the idea of privilege that I think is is pretty dangerous in, in a democratic system. Chris, I really appreciate the call, though, and, uh, and the questions. Let's go next to Kathy yeah. in Ann Arbor. Kathy, welcome to the show.
2: Hi. 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 Hey. Do you hear me?
1: Yeah, go ahead. Yep.
2: Yeah, I call BS on Chris. Let me tell you, I've worked 45 years of my life. I'm a hard worker. I'm a smart person. And I have to choose now between my home and retirement because of the upside-down nature of our system. And I've paid all my taxes, all my life, and they're still going to tax me and my Social Security, which will basically have me work buying cat food to, fee- to eat. This is BS. These so, people who have so much money are standing on the necks of the poor and the majority of the rest of the people in this in this stupid society that's really upside down, and, and don't even say I didn't work hard and don't even say I'm not smart enough, but I did what I was told in this system, and I'm still suffering from it because of people that can hire a lawyer that were born rich. No, they didn't make their money because they were smarter or worked harder. That's just a myth, and it's BS.
1: So, so Kathy, sorry, i but it's I, awful. Yeah. Kathy, I'm really sorry to hear, you know, about your 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 situation and and the way that that you feel. Uh, you know, this this culture and society have not helped. Um can I, but but I'm I'm curious if you can elaborate just a little more on this question of choosing between your home and retirement. You said that at the beginning of of your comments. Can you tell us what you mean by that?
2: My income, I worked hard All these years, and I got laid off before I could. It's just, it's all backwards. You know, I worked really hard and my income went down while my boss's income went up. You know, government administration and politicians playing around with people's money, with the money system. And anybody who's working hard, no, I know a whole heck of a lot of really poor people who work really hard and still can't afford to retire after all these years, and it it's literally between my home and retirement, literally. I have to sell my home. After all these years, my husband passed away, and, and, and Social Security's not enough, and I'm having to fight my company for any kind of pension. I was one of the last pensioners, and they're still screwing around with me. It's just awful how the system is. For five years, our wages were frozen. The workers in in the company I worked for, while the administration just patted their backs and gave themselves raises. Mm. It, Kathy, it, and it's yeah. awful.
1: Kathy, I'm 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 really sorry that uh, I'm really sorry that you're in that situation. And I think there are lots of people who can commiserate uh, who who also face pretty tough choices, awful choices in some cases. At the point at which they, they want to retire uh, a TRE, this, this is that tension point that I was talking about earlier, that, uh, you know, we have so many people who feel like the system doesn't work for them and that, the, the, you know, the tax system we have is, is the flashpoint for them, right? It's the thing that they can kind of point to that suggests that they can't get ahead or even keep their heads above water because other people are uh are doing so well
0: yeah i think it's a very good point and what she's getting at is the polarity of income in the united states there are lots of people like kathy who could really use some help and we still ask them to pay taxes and then there's a tiny fraction of people with literally billions of dollars who are not asked to, to contribute to the basic elements of government and um we should have everybody pay in, and this is one of the reasons I say that other countries have steered their tax code to put more tax on wealth. If you're hugely rich, they ask you to contribute a certain amount every year, um, you're still hugely rich after you pay that amount, and that reduces the burden on people like Kathy or you and me. Um, if we steered our tax code more to get Elon Musk and Steve Bezos to pay more, then that would reduce the tax burden on ordinary working people who have to worry about whether they can keep their
1: house. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Michael on Twitter says, FYI, I'm a tax professional. Many people pay a lot uh, to have taxes prepared at a high cost. The vast majority of the time, though, a professional can't do much to help. Um, what about that question of the help that you can get having someone else uh, prepare your taxes? Uh, you pointed out that um, you know that companies like H and R Block always stand in the way of having the government prepare taxes for us because it would put them out of business or at least severely damage their business. But how much help are they generally able to give to the average the average taxpayer? Yeah,
0: he's right. I mean, for a person who has income from uh, a salary and maybe some interest and has the uh, mortgage payment, uh, that person's taxes are pretty straightforward um, still (laughs) because the forms are so complicated, it makes sense to hire a professional. But uh, the the gentleman's right. A tax professional isn't going to save that person too much money it's when you get into compli- high finance and complicated investments that people can really take advantage of discrepancies in that tax code. One of the biggest tax giveaways in our country is a huge boon to Elon Musk, um, and most people don't even know it's there. Let's say, Stephen, let's say the president stands up at the State of the Union address and says, i got a good idea. Let's have the Treasury write a check for $7,500 to anybody who can buy a $120,000 electric sports car, whether it's made in Germany or Japan or the U.S. We'll give these rich people 7500 bucks every year. What about it? Um, nobody would vote for that. That's crazy. Why would we give rich people 7500 In fact, it's in the tax code. If you buy an electric car... You get a $7,500 credit, even if it's a $138,000 BMW made in Germany. Um, And that was put in there for the benefit of the electric car industry, including Elon Musk. And, you know, you have to fill out forms to get these breaks. It's amazing, all the tax breaks. You get a tax break for growing sugarcane. You get a tax break for destroying an old tractor. Uh, I mean, there, there are hundreds of these tax breaks in there, each written by a particular industry. And as I said, they're immortal. Once they get in there, the industry lobbyists make sure they never go away. Uh, and most of us never can take advantage of any of these. You've got to be pretty rich to buy a $138,000 BMW.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, again, 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. Uh, let's go to Bernadette in Old Redford.
4: Bernadette, welcome to the show. Thank you, Stephen. I have two points to make. One is that I can recall a few years ago the tax preparation companies wanted to make it impossible for the government to set up a simple, direct way to pay your taxes by going online directly to the government's uh, tax paying form, and they didn't want that. The other thing is that I was behind in my taxes one year out. I set up a payment arrangement. I thought that I could pay a month in advance and I would always be ahead. No, that's not how they do it. Any payments that you make during that month that are fully
2: credited
4: um to that month. For example, your payment arrangement is a hundred dollars. You pay a hundred you pay two hundred dollars. A hundred dollars does not go for the next month. It hmm. all goes for that single month.
1: Yeah. Well, Bernadette, uh, I'm glad you called and, and, and shared all that info. TR, what's your reaction?
0: You know, there is a way to go online and fill out the IRS form. It's called Free File Fillable Forms. you got that, Free File Fillable <laughs> Forms. And if you do that, you can go right to an IRS uh, website that puts the Form 1040 on the screen and you fill it out. It It doesn't... It doesn't figure out how to take fancy exemptions or anything like that. It's just the form, but it's pretty easy. And at the end, you click a box and your taxes are filed. Now, here's the interesting thing about that. If you go on Google and look for free file fillable forms, the first thing that pops up is an ad from TurboTax where you have to pay to fill out the form. But if you keep searching, the IRS does have uh, forms that you can fill out for free. That's how I pay my taxes. It's it's pretty easy once you've done it once or twice. Hmm. Um, and, and so she could do that. Uh, as for the monthly payment business, uh, the IRS does have what they call easy terms. If you get behind on your taxes, they do set up programs like the one Bernadette is paying into. Yeah. And of course, Stephen, because the IRS Those things are complicated, too. That's not simple, either.
1: Yeah. Okay. Coming up next, we're going to continue this conversation about taxes, our tax system, and ideas for improving it, making it fairer. want to continue to hear from you, too, on the phones and on social media. 313-577-1019 is the number. You can go to Facebook or Twitter and put comments there, and we can include you in the program that way. We'll be right back with more Detroit Today. You're listening to Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always... Thanks for tuning in. Our guest today is T.R. Reed, who is author of the book, Uh, A A Fine Mess, A Global Quest for a Fairer, Simpler, and More Efficient Tax Code. That's what we're talking about today, the taxes that we pay, how we pay them, how we file them, how we master the system of figuring out how to file our taxes and to stay up on them, and whether we might imagine or even create something really different, something easier, something fairer, something that didn't produce the kinds of anxiety that I hear so many people face uh, during tax season. Uh, We want to hear from you during the conversation, of course, uh, about your tax filing experiences. Uh, We just went through tax season. What was it like for you? Were you anxious about getting your taxes done or anxious about how much money You might owe the government. Uh, Do you think we would all be better off if there were a simpler way to do this? Also, give us a sense of what you feel about tax fairness in this country. Uh, Right now, everyone is talking about Elon Musk, the richest person in the world, spending $44 billion to buy Twitter. He didn't pay federal taxes, no income taxes at all, uh, in 2018, um, just a few years ago is that fair does that make any sense does it uh, does it make you feel like uh, by paying your taxes uh, you're something of a sucker uh, in the system while other people figure out ways to shield their income or wealth in a way that doesn't get captured by uh, by the government uh, as always the number here on the phones is 313-577-1019 that's 313-577 1019. You can also go to Facebook and to Twitter and put comments there, and we can work you into the conversation uh, that way. Um, uh, Before we go back to our listeners, uh, TR, I want to talk about President Biden and his recent suggestion of this minimum 20% tax on billionaires. It is part of his proposed budget. It caused heads to explode, uh, not just among the wealthiest americans this is always the thing that that uh, fascinates me it's not just the billionaires who complain about those kinds of things it's lots of middle and upper class people as well who say wait a minute that seems that seems unfair and it's i think again this kind of uh, aspirational alliance uh, i suppose that uh, that the wealthy and the middle class have with uh, the wealthiest uh, with the wealthiest Americans but but if we did impose that 20% tax on, on billionaires uh, talk about how that would level the playing field i guess when it comes to, to tax paying
0: yeah stephen you know i i think it's it's a good thing i think it's kind of charming that people at ordinary incomes oppose a wealth on billion <laughs> oppose a higher tax on billionaires And I think it's, you're right, it's aspirational. They're thinking, well, Elon Musk did it. I could do it, too. I might be a billionaire someday. I don't want to get taxed on it. So, you know, it's kind of the American dream. Fine, everybody thinks they can work hard and come up with a good idea and do better. That's what made our country great. So I have no problem with that. I do have a problem with people who have billions and billions of dollars uh, who pay no tax. I mean... You know, you and I are asked to help pay for the military and for hospitals and for vaccines, and billionaires should pay it too. And that's what President Biden's proposal would be to put some kind of minimum tax on people. Yeah, there's still hundreds of deductions and exemptions and credits in the tax code, but you can't use them. You can only use them after you pay some minimal level of tax. He said, 20%, 20%, it could be 10 it could be 5 You know, if Elon Musk paid 20%, he'd still be the richest person in the world after paying that tax. So uh, I, I think it's a pretty good idea. And another thing is, if you make people at the very top pay some tax or more in tax, that reduces the burden on the rest of us. They could cut the rates for everybody else.
1: Yeah, yeah. Again, three one three five seven seven one zero one nine is the number here on the phones. Let's go to Mary in Livonia. Mary, welcome to the hey,
3: show. Hey, hi, Stephen. Okay, hi. I'm kind of on topic and off topic. So okay. the concept of fairness, <laughs> mm-hmm. I have a real problem with it. It implies that both sides are going to be somewhat happy. There's no such thing as fairness. Um, as you stated earlier, the rich have lobbyists. I, I don't have one. Um, An example, last year I made more money than I ever have. I worked my butt off, um, and I had to pay taxes. I had to pay a lot of taxes, which I'm okay with because I'm a saver. A lot of my coworkers aren't savers, and now they're in tax trouble. So the whole concept of it's not fair, well, It'll never be fair. We need to find, and even wordsmithery here, we need to find a, a another word um, to replace fairness because huh. it will never be fair. Wow. And the sooner that we all realize that and the sooner that we can all, meaning, you know, the the poor, the working poor, and not the upper middle class, the lower middle class, the sooner that we all realize this, and band together and become our own lobbyists. Maybe the sooner this will be fixed.
1: Yeah, Mary, I, I I love the the way you kind of pose this question. That the word itself is is what you're having a hard time with, and that uh, we need to come up with another word. I don't know what that other word would be. I like fairness, uh, and I think it 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 speaks to. The democratic instinct, I suppose that I would like to think uh is kind of at the center of uh, of the american experiment but but i r I'll give you a shot at it uh, is first of all, is fairness the wrong word, and if it is, what words should we be using?
0: No, I don't agree with her. I think uh, we could design a fairer tax system. The laws and the tax structure imposed by our government ought to be fair, it ought to be treat people. Um, about equally depending on their level of income and how much they should contribute to the government. We could make it fair. Many countries have made it fair so that everybody has to chip in some, but the the richest people have to to pay a higher part of their income. To me, that seems fair. In fact, one of the people who described fairness in, in a taxation system was Jesus Christ in the gospel of Luke, of Luke, excuse me, Luke, uh, Jesus goes to the temple with his disciples and they pass uh, to the Jewish temple and and they pass the plate and one guy gives 2,000 ducats and another guy gives 4,000 ducats and then the plate goes to the last row of the temple and there's a poor widow with a moth-eaten purse and she pulls out two pennies and puts them in and Jesus says to disciples, yea, I verily I say unto you, that poor widow gave more than anybody else, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. she gave more of her wealth to the common good. Um, but the system should be designed fairly so that those people can afford to give more, do give more. I don't agree with her that it'll never be fair. It can be fair. In many countries it is fair. Uh, when the U.S. income tax started in uh, 108 years ago, it was fair, and then it's been larded with all these giveaways for people with lobbyists. But we should still try for fairness, and fairness is a legitimate goal.
1: Yeah, I, I, I absolutely agree with you. I do think that the notion of fairness, again, is, is kind of at the center of the American experiment, experiment and, and it is what we should be striving for even if uh, – if we, you know, if we come up short, uh, uh, but Mary, I really appreciate the call and the the super provocative question. Uh, let's go back to social media. Philip on Twitter says, "How much in total you in total is the U.S. taking in in taxes, and how much are they using for the benefit of people?" I don't mind paying taxes if I get free health care, free college, childcare, paid family leave, etc. Those are things that in other countries actually exist. Uh, most Western countries, in fact. Uh, have many of the things on that list taken care of. Uh, Tobias on Twitter says, It's a sad state of affairs when the rich who boast about not paying taxes are considered heroes, and the poor who don't pay taxes are considered the problem. Aren't they both milking the system, Uh, just saying? Uh, Let's go back to the phones here. Uh, Ed in Detroit. Ed, what's on your mind?
5: Always good conversation, Stephen. Thank you. Uh, your guest took a deep dive at the uh, universal health care system and how it's done in other countries a number of years ago. Now he's looking at income taxes. He likes to take on these big projects that are great ideas, <laughs> but not many people in the U.S. seem to be in favor of them. <laughs> the United States, like Germany, Canada, and Australia, have federal forms of government. Uh, here... Many people, depending on where you live, you have to pay a tax to your municipality, the state, and the feds. How does Canada, Germany, and Australia and other federal forms of government handle the duplication of income taxes based on the levels of government? I'll listen to the answer on the radio.
1: Great question, Ed. Uh, Thanks for the call. T.R., go ahead. Uh, Thank you,
0: Ed. Thanks. Ed is mentioning another book of mine, which I can't resist pumping here. It's called The Healing of America. And in that book, I went around the world to see how it is that other countries like us, uh, advanced high-tech democracies, manage to provide health care for everybody. They all have better health outcomes than we do, and they spend about half as much as we do on medical care. Uh, We could do that, too, is the argument of that book, The Healing of America. And that book sold pretty well. So that's why my publisher said, why don't you go around the world and look at tax policy, Uh, which I did. And that's what we're talking about, that book, A Fine Mess. And guess what, Stephen? Uh, My tax book hasn't sold well at all. So if anybody wants to give my book, A Fine Mess, to their mom for Mother's (laughs) Day, that would really help. Uh, uh, um, Anyway... And in, in, interestingly, in other federal countries, it's very common for one government to collect all the taxes people owe and then spread it out to the other uh, end jurisdictions. In Canada, you pay one tax, and then the federal government distributes it to different jurisdictions. The same in the Netherlands. As I said, my friend in the Netherlands at 8 o'clock on tax night said, I need 15 minutes to file my taxes because he files one form. And then the federal government in Amsterdam distributes some of that money to the provinces. Uh, Arguably, it's a better way to go. I don't know if we could ever do that because our states want to be more independent of the federal government. I don't know if they would turn over tax collection to the feds. It would save the states a lot of money and would save people for, you know, you could do everything on one form. But I don't know if Americans are willing to accept that. It does work well in other countries.
1: Mm, yeah. Uh, Ed, as always, I uh, really appreciate your call and your comments. Let's go uh, to I'll, Reggie. You know,
0: another interesting thing to mention to Ed is Japan has one police force for the whole country.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm.
0: there's definitely a local police office in East Kumamoto, but they all work for one uh, federal police agency. And uh, that turns out to be a fairly efficient way to run
1: policing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Reggie, in Detroit, go ahead.
0: Um, yeah, I was going to um, say something about taxes, but uh, mainly what I want to say is uh, if we just look locally at uh, the villages, when they promised to make the, the so-called district, they and correct me if I'm wrong, they got a... Um, A tax break more or less by getting over $300 million and it's been over 10 years and and nothing has happened.
1: It's true. Um, uh, Reggie, I was one of the people who pointed out when they asked for uh, the tax breaks to to build this new stadium and and district that uh, they had done it before with uh, Comerica Park and had not delivered on the vision that they had put forth. Um, And so I was pretty skeptical that they would do it this time. They've done a couple things, no question, but that vision that they put out when they said they're going to do this is not, uh, is nowhere near reality. Uh, TR this, this is another kind of tax inequality where big tax breaks go to developers, uh, and things like that. We've only about got about a minute left, but I, I want to give you a chance to talk about it.
0: Well, Americans want that. I mean, the reason that, uh, owners of sports teams get the government to build them stadiums is because nobody wants their team to move to Milwaukee. Uh, I I don't like it myself. Uh, I used to go to tire games at Briggs Stadium. That was a private stadium. <laughs> yep. uh, it's a long time ago. Um, I don't like it, but I understand uh, the owners very cleverly hold up the threat: I'm going to move my team to Nashville unless you build me a stadium. And you know what Stephen, it always works. People always fall for this one. and um, I don't like it, but it you know, professional sports is, is the fundamental part of American life, and people want it in their town, and the owners take advantage of that desire. That's
1: human they, nature, I guess. They have their hands on our heartstrings, no question. <laughs> they do. Okay, T.R. Reed, uh, author of A Fine Mess, A Global Quest for a Fairer, Simpler, and More te- Efficient Tax Code. Great to have you here with us on Detroit Today. Thanks so much.
0: Thanks, Stephen. Good to be on your air. Thank you.
1: That's going to do it for us today. I'll be back tomorrow to talk about uh, organizing Uh, and the state of labor unions in this country, and why some labor movements are finding success. This is 1019 WDETFM, Detroit's NPR station, your connection to news, music, and conversation. We'll talk again tomorrow.